Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Now That's Gaming podcast, bringing you another look into our lives. I'm joined with Tubby Mora in this episode. Oh, yeah. Back here again. Let's go. How's it going? Doing pretty good. It's going pretty good, man. How about yourself? It's doing it's pretty, pretty good. We have some good topics this week. Heck yeah. And along with that, we also have some games that we played this week or for Tubby one game. Excuse me? <laughs> Now you're right. Uh, and we have a topic of the week, which is the games, collectibles, and other stuff we regret buying, which we'll get to. But let's start off with some of the stuff. So since, Tubby, you have the uh, one game, I'm going <laughs> to update us on how Fire Emblem is going. All right. Fire Emblem, three waifus, no spoilers edition. Here we go. So since the last time I played it, there's a lot of talk about how much you can actually do in this game. Okay. Please hear me out first, all right? Don't 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 go uh, leaving negative feedback on this. This, is, this isn't a bad thing, but in Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, it's already known that you can do a lot of different things in the monastery, right? You have activity points that they give you uh, every single week. You can eat in the food hall, you cooking, choir practice, training with faculty. And a lot of these reviewers and a lot of these YouTubers like to talk about how much there is to do in the game. But after spending about 30 hours like playing this game, I come to a realization that even though it looks like there's a lot to do, there isn't really a lot to do. Like most of the time I'll spend eating in the food hall because the benefits of it is you get to pretty much raise your support levels with each of your uh, troops, each of the students. And each time you dine, you, you can do uh, you can bring in two students. That so basically, you know, it's a faster way to raise everyone's attributes. I I, I kid you not, man. Literally, every mm. single time, every single week, when I do the exploring around the monastery, all I ever do is eating in the food hall. <laughs> 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 basically, like like that's it. Like I could do the choir practice and the training with faculty and tea time, but it's like a lot of those a lot of those uh, other activities they link the core uh, they link directly to your skill points. Whether it's like you know mastery of your sword, uh, axe, or any of that stuff, but you can you can just increase that stuff through combat and battle. I, I like to focus on the support aspect of things, and it, it just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of things to do. Uh, in in comparison to like another game, which you know and love, uh, Persona Five, there's so many different things that you could do in that game. Like they're studying. You had the you had the sauna. You can go into Memento. So just, there's just so much more stuff. I, I feel like in the next Fire Emblem game, I wish there was more things to do. Uh, I have some examples here. Maybe they could add like 1v1 sparring with the students. A lot of the students also like books. So maybe a book club would, would have been funny. Or, that would have been cool. Yeah, or like a, a an embroidery class where you can help like knit. Because apparently uh, that, that's pretty popular among students too. Or even opening up your own like little shop. Right or ha and having students manage it, that could just just so many things. Hmm. I, I wish they would uh, build up on because anyone who's played Fire Emblem Three Houses, they know what I'm talking about when they say that most of their time is spent in the food hall, like having nine or ten different meals. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like the that's the most efficient way to build up uh, your troop supports level, and that that that's that's where I'm at right now with the game. I'm loving the game. Uh, I I personally think it's one of the one of my favorite Fire Emblem games of all time, considering I've only played two. But still, that's besides the <laughs> point. 
<laughs> it's a great game. There's just some things I wish they would build upon, hopefully in the future uh, future versions of the game. Oh yeah, that's it. Oh, and battle skipping. I think the thing's amazing. I just found that out halfway through the game, which is really unfortunate. But yeah, you just press press the start button during battles and you skip through rounds and you get all the experience and everything. Pretty fast, good for grinding. But yeah, that's all I got for you, man. That's my Fire Emblem. There's a lot of more stuff I want to talk about, but mm-hmm. uh, I can't really talk about it because they're considered spoilers. Uh, <laughs> all I'm going to say in regards to that is I'm with the Black Eagles and I think I may have made a decision that most people probably would not have made because I, I know where the game wants to, wants me to go, but I chose not to go that direction. That, that's, that's all I'm going to say <laughs> in regards to that. And now I'm sad. So back to you, Nakasa. There... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before we uh, go off on another one. Yeah. What, what, uh, what characters are you interested in that game? You know, for story reasons. Uh, well, you, you can take a guess. <laughs> you know, you know hmm. what kind of characters I usually go for. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Well, the character I ultimately went for was Petra. I'm pretty sure. A lot, I'm pretty sure a lot of people did. She's the she's the red haired character. She has, she has brown skin. And she's considered like she comes from like a family of like hunters and warriors. Mm-hmm. And she also has like a she's she's she has difficulty talking because she's not from that land. <laughs> so every time she talks, it's like she's always messing up her sentences. And I don't know. I just thought it was adorable. I thought it was cute. So I went with her and she has red hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're enjoying the game. It's still looks like a fun game. Be picking it up uh, soon. Just throw it in the backlog. Throw it in the backlog, man. But yeah, dude. Freaking Fire Emblem Three Houses. I, I think I think you're gonna I think you're gonna love the game. I, I, I'm just I, not ready yet for that big big epic <laughs> like commitment after like <laughs> the, the big commitment. You know what the you know what the funny thing is though. It's like if you really don't go into all the extra stuff like I'm doing, like trying to get everyone's support conversations. The game itself is not that long, at least in terms of an RPG, because literally every single month it's broken down into like one major story event. The rest is like you can do one thing each week, basically, mm-hmm. which is like battle or explore the monastery. And if, if for those people who just, you know, just trying to get through the main story, I don't I don't think it's in terms of RPGs, it's on the shorter side if you just blaze through that. But if you're one of those people who like to look in every single nook and cranny and you like to look into every single character that's when the the time starts to build up because i know people who've beaten the game like within a week i was i was surprised because here i am like week two or three and i'm still i'm still trying to unlock everything so i guess it's different for everyone for that game yeah it's uh it's good stuff definitely look into it so i guess i can start with one of the few games i've been playing this week been going around and actually playing quite a bit of different things i guess i'll start off with spider-man 4 i actually finished the game Mm -hmm. thank you thank Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. i actually finished the game without leaving off on the last uh last like hour of a game oh yeah always do that right i do that too (laughs) (laughs) oh man but spider-man 4 excellent 
Uh, got it. Really <laughs> surprising. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, I thought you were about to drop, drop some IGN. IGN. Remember, I don't trust IGN. Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets for the PS2 is considered better than Spider Man for the PS4. Go look, go look it up if you think we're joking. By the way, (laughs) oh my goodness! Hey, that was a different period of time. That doesn't count. Right, right. Okay. Oh my goodness! But Spider Man Four, I would say that after playing through it. I would say, yeah, it's my favorite superhero game. There are definitely some issues with it. So I like, you know, like when people said pacing, uh, before when we did the last podcast, I was like inclined to say there wasn't any issues with pacing, Mm -hmm. but when you get to like the second act, so there's three acts in an entire game, like at the end of the second act going to the third, there's definitely some issues with the pacing. It's not like horrible. But there's definitely things where it feels like the game could have been like five. Like it didn't need to be because they wrapped it up. But if it was like five hours long, they could have built upon like some uh, characters a little bit more or some villains. But the way they did handle it was still pretty good. Um, Some of the side puzzles that you do, Mm -hmm. they got a little bit repetitive. At the start, it was like fine because I was still new to it. It was still like fine puzzles that's, that's kind like, of one of the one of the problems with a lot of these open world games though right because like a lot of these open world games they'll have a bunch of those like side quests <laughs> air quotes mm-hmm. side quests but then as you play it for longer periods of time they kind of just repeat themselves it was similar to no. what, like infamous too wasn't it uh infamous i don't like remember. spray painting the, <laughs> the oh yeah spray painting or delivering something um, no this one this one no i'm not talking about like the it's like the puzzles like there's oh uh, puzzles and missions for like the story that you uh do and they written really they reuse it or missions. something or redo it um it's just it's just the same puzzles but it's like they add more onto it but the thing is it's like not that fun at all even like for someone who enjoys puzzles every once in a while it's like two they have two different puzzles one is what the like spectrosphere and like colors and the other one is like you know how russia and clank oh yeah yeah, yeah. um did those kind of puzzles when you're trying to find like those secret areas or if you try to like get past a gate it's somewhat similar to that like connecting nodes or yeah it's like it's like node stuff and it repeats over and over and And at the start it was like it was fine but over like during certain parts it's like man i just i just want to like not do that and these are story missions right yeah but you but but you can't skip them oh they have an option to skip them but then it makes you think like why would they put (laughs) an option in the first place (laughs) like like they like it's good that there's an option for it right for like, people who don't want to deal with it, but it's like, this is not defeat the purpose of like, <laughs> like doing that part in the first place. If it's like not fun or something. I don't, I don't understand why <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't make any sense why they would even add that in the first place. That's like freaking playing Dark Souls. Oh, here's a really tough enemy that, you know, that you can, you can defeat. He's really challenging and you'll feel really great after you beat him. But you can skip him if you want. There's no, you don't have to fight him. Of course, you're not going to fight him because you just want to, you want to progress and move forward. 
It's, it, does, it doesn't make any sense. That's kind of a weird... That's strange. Yeah. And the thing is, they have, like, side puzzles of that particular puzzle, which I did complete all of them, and you get, like, a trophy. And it's like, if you like puzzles, it's good. And I forgot if you get anything. Oh, no, you get, like, these tokens that you use for upgrades and stuff. But, yeah, it's... uh was one of the other parts and then there's like other parts that are very slow some are pretty good and some are just like really it's like a like there's gonna be some missions like there's it's like luckily this is only like only a few in that game so it's not like it happens all the time Uh uh-huh but there's definitely like certain slower missions that are not fun at all like cheese. Do they have okay? Answer me this question: Do they have missions where you have to like follow people very slowly? <laughs> uh, they have missions where you're following people, but it's like it's it's not slow. Okay, that, that's good. That's good. And it's, and I think most of those are like side missions too. It's not like part of the story. Oh, well, no, 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 no. There there are some story ones, but it's not like slow or anything. Okay. And I would also like to say that the side missions are either hit or miss. Like, there's some really good side missions with, like, other villains from the Spider-Man series Mm -hmm. that are good. Then there's ones that are really, really bad. And you have to, like, there's, like, four different missions that are, like, a repeat of each other. And you have to go to this location that's specific in the image yep <laughs> and oh my gosh it was like ooh, i didn't have to do four in a row that, i mean i didn't have to do it but that's that's oh, a, that's a common open world game issue that that's, and that's also, padding <laughs> yeah and also in the world there's like a lot of collectibles and it's like at first i was like man this is great you know getting backpacks or taking photos but then they like introduce like so much collecting. Like it's a little, it's a little too much. It's a little too much. Is there, I feel is like there a benefit a- to collecting this stuff? Like, do you get stronger, or is it just collecting for the sake of collecting? Um, as you collect stuff, you do get like, like I don't know, like Easter eggs and stuff like bits because uh, a lot okay. of stuff. And there's also like. You know, of course, you get trophies since it's on PS4. Mm-hmm. As for like actually getting stuff, I think if you like get everything, you get something. I think it's a suit. Yeah, you get a suit if you like get everything, or it's like a couple suits if you like. But it's like I don't know. I didn't really like taking images of different places. Wasn't really that fun after a while. It's like cool, but it's like, like yeah, it's is that right. the is that the selfie mode? <laughs> Oh, no, that's just the camera. Uh, that's just okay. the, the, their editing. You know, like how God of War has that thing where you can pause and take pictures and all that stuff. Oh, uh, like gotcha, that. gotcha. Okay. So it's pretty, it's pretty good in Spider-Man. They add a lot of options to it. So you can get some really cool screenshots, which I actually did. It's pretty nice. But oh, um, it's not... But it's not, like, horrible. It's just, like, some things you'll just notice, especially, like, when you get halfway through the game. Luckily, those things you don't. It's like it's not mandatory or anything like that. It's just it's just nice if uh, in the next game they'll learn from a lot of mistakes and pick up the pace or not like repeat missions. Or if they do a mission, just have it like in 
one long mission or something and not mm-hmm. like four this tedious missions or if you had to collect something which is like a like another side mission we had to collect like a certain amount of uh things and yeah it's like uh it's okay <laughs> sorry right. and with that and this with game that, gets a <laughs> and with that this game gets a 8.7 <laughs> no actually uh besides those issues of course, swinging is really fun. You get upgrades to actually help do different tricks and other things to help with the speed. Although I will say that I wish the speed was faster. You get a couple, a few caps when you level and you also get some abilities. But I still feel like they should have gave you more options to increase your swing speed. Mm-hmm. But besides that, there's this, like, those are so small things that they can work on the next game. I will say that the last act is really cool. There's like a lot of, uh, a lot of fighting, especially, you know, like how the bosses are like at the end of the game. This one is really like intense and dramatic. It's, they did it. They did a really good. That's like one of my favorite boss fights that I played in, in a long time. And like how they did the whole cinematography and, how everything looked at the end. Uh It's like, that's how you do a boss fight, especially like the last 10 minutes. That was really cool. And like dramatic. Epic Uh, music. Yep. Oh, mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. good. I like to hear that. And it makes it really emotional because of the whole game. But besides that, it's a good game, a solid game, definitely worth the full price still. Uh, If I did do scores, I would give it like a, like five a nine. Five, five out of five. Nine. Five, four and a half. Four. No, we, 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 we do one, two, three, four, five. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, five out of five. Five out of five. That means you love the game. I, mean, I really love the game. Five out of five. It's just, it. a, it's just it's those certain parts, man. <laughs> and then there's like this one enemy near the end of the game it's really annoying and like really <laughs> annoying that like got me frustrated because that's it oh 4.95 out of five and the bad thing is they <laughs> introduced this enemy like at the third act uh-huh it's out of nowhere and it's a really and there's like some really questionable uh mission choices in the third act that's like hmm that's some odd difficulty curve Oh man, because it's like the game wasn't like designed. Really ch- I didn't really like die or anything during that game too much, but during the third act, the difficulty definitely picks up. Like it feels like it came out of nowhere. A difficulty but, spike. Yeah, but it was fine in terms of playing. It's just it was their first attempt Insomniac at the open world Spider-Man game, and they did an excellent job still. And I'm sure they'll fix a lot of stuff in the next game. What? With, uh, There's another some game? Of the gameplay. Yeah, they're going to make another one, of course. Spider Man 2 confirmed already. You heard it here, folks. Spider Man 2. <laughs> Emir, uh, Sony just bought Insomniac, right? Yeah, they did. You know what that means? Spider Man, no. Ratchet and Clank on launch, PS5. And, and then they're going to work on Spider Man. 
Bam, <laughs> let's go. Dang, that's pretty good. I feel like that, that, that's a good route to go, actually. But the question is, does Ratchet and Clank still have a... Uh, is this still a big enough name for people to... Is that a system seller? This is, is what I'm asking. No, I don't think so. But the last game was their best-selling game until Spider-Man. Until Spider-Man. So yeah, right. It still did really well. I think there's a higher chance of another Spider-Man coming out. You're right. I feel like they'll probably work on... I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm going to work on both, but yeah, that was Spider-Man 4. Definitely recommend it to anyone who's interested and has a PS4. That game... That game. It's better than Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets for the PS2? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, my goodness! But the next game that I played this week is Minute. Actually, I played that today. A minute. A minute. We did that a long time ago. I'm not sure if you remember, Tubby. It's like that duck game where every 60 seconds you die, and you have to keep going over and over, learning oh, new stuff. Oh, I've heard about this game. Never played actually. Oh, it's really fun so far. It's a really like. Definitely the most different game I've played in a long time. 60 seconds in order to like figure out what to do. And the game is kind of like in a Legend of Zelda type of overworld. Top down? So you have different, yeah, it's top down. You have different um, areas to go into, different things to figure out. So it's like a lot of mini puzzles or clues and hints and stuff that you have to do in order to figure out um, you know, not to die because <laughs> it's like it all starts when you pick up the cursed sword at the start, and that's uh, when, uh, that's when the, the 60 starts. seconds start. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, every 60 seconds when you die, you start over at the save point that you're uh, like a you have these save bases, like your house or other um places that you come across, and it actually links up. At first, I thought like you had to start at the same place over and over but there's also like other save areas that you find and different things that opens up the game definitely doesn't hold your hand and tell you like exactly where to go it gives you clues though that tells you exactly what you like should be doing or if you should be in a certain area or if you um, want to get a certain collectible in order to help you well, is it like it a puzzle you- game or something or uh yeah it's kind of like a puzzle well there's combat you have a sword that you attack oh. with, too. Also, oh, it literally is like Legend of Zelda. Yeah, it's kind of like Legend of Zelda if it was 60 seconds. It's so weird. It's hard to explain. Legend of Zelda. Is it kind of like a like those point-and-click adventures where you're trying to figure out what you have to do in a room? Mm, yeah, kind of. It's, it's weird because it's like... In certain areas, it'll be pretty straightforward. Like maybe you have to kill certain enemies in a certain order and leave one alive. And oh. other places, you have to find um, like money in different areas of the world in order to get like an upgrade, which mm-hmm. I still can't find uh, like this one, one extra coin in order to get an upgrade. Still looking for that. But I was playing it for. Uh, the first time I did it was for like an hour and a half. So I did that straight. So this is a really fun game. Like, this is a game you really have to be patient with because you're going to be like dying a lot <laughs> every 60 seconds. Every minute. <laughs> yeah. But it saves progress. It saves like the progress. So if you collect something or if you like 
unlock a certain area, it saves. So when you like come back to it, so it's not like you had to do literally the whole game in like one minute. <laughs> uh, uh, that'd be fun. That'd be funny. It's a really fun game though that I recommend. It's a really short game. Apparently, I heard it's like two and a half hours, three hours. So uh, it also has like I think it has a couple different modes, but I'm still playing through the main one. And I guess we'll see what happens during that game. But it's a really fun indie game. And it's uh, something I've been meaning to play for a while, actually. I was I was recently just looking at a lot of indie games just because I was interested in playing some shorter games at the moment. What are you playing it on? A PC. Ah. I got it for free in a Humble Bundle like a few months ago. Oh, okay. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so... You know, I might as well use uh, a lot of these humble bundles that I get. Dang. I, so what you're saying is minute for smash. <laughs> minute for smash. Dang, that would be really, that would be really uh, unique. One minute uh, and then you die. You lose life. Hey, that, that sounds like a cool assist trophy. Oh, yeah, that would be a pretty cool. Huh? Or a sticker, not a sticker, a spirit. That'd be a funny spirit too. spirit battle. Beat him in one minute. Oh, that's pretty good. Dang. Dang. Well, and last one. Last one, one. Tubby. Mighty Gunboat. Mighty what? Gunboat Burst. Oh, I heard of this game. That's the uh, Mega Man. Mighty number nine. If it was, uh, <laughs> if it was actually good. That's, those bad, that's a bad word, dude. Those are bad oh, words. Sorry. But they have the Mighty Number Nine characters. Do they? It's funny because this game is like oh, they're, they're Beck. This game is really good. This game is like a really solid Mega Man type of game, but it makes it a lot more different mm-hmm. as it adds different characters from the uh, various series. I'm not sure if you play Azura Gunboat. Gunboat. Oh, I've never, I've never played uh, Mega Man. <laughs> oh, video game yeah, I forgot, him. Never I forgot about Mega that, Doctor Willy. Doctor Willy. <laughs> Uh, I forgot you never played Mega Man. But yeah, it's a really fun game. You have different weapon combinations. That's what makes it different than the Mega Man games. You have like customization. So you can make a weapon that you have, like do a wave and have it at a certain velocity or a certain speed or increase the number of bullets or decrease the number of bullets. So there's a lot of different customization in that game, and there's different characters, and there's also like DOC characters, and they all play differently. So it gives you a reason to actually play through the game. There's around like 13 stages, and at the, each one, of course, you fight a mighty number. It's funny because this game <laughs> is what my number is, nine should have been. Oh yeah, this is what my <laughs> number nine should have been. And it's like I didn't really know anything about my number nine for obvious reasons since <laughs> since uh that horrible launch but the robot designs are actually pretty cool i like them it's nice to see in some way that the character was done right because i like the um, robot master designs and the way that they handled the game in terms of the level design is really solid it's definitely difficult that's the game that i uh, told tubby that beat me down (laughs) i haven't had a game beat me down that hard in a long time because I got too comfortable with easier games. But it was satisfying though, right? When you beat it? Oh yeah, it was satisfying. Especially when you get to the boss gauntlet. That that game is messed up. Because unlike Mega Man games where you have an E-Tank. That you can like 
that you collect throughout the game. Mm-hmm. This one, you, you don't have any health. They're like oh. the robot masters, and there's like eight. <laughs> but if you beat one, <laughs> it saves, and there's unlimited like continue. So it's not like you have to beat all eight in a row without dying. That'd be messed up. Yeah, so I just don't get hit, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's man, I had some issues with a couple. I was like, geez, oh my goodness. But I'm near the end of the game now, and I've been having a blast with like one of the characters. Definitely a fun game. One that was really surprising. I just tried out the demo. It's like I just wanted to play a Mega Man styled game. That's why I like even decided to go. And it's like I just seen, oh, this one. And I, and I seen that I had good reviews. I was like, wow. Wow. Mighty number nine. I'm not name. A mighty number nine type of game. That's uh, good. Wow. And it didn't take almost $4 million to make. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't crying on my prom night. <laughs> it didn't make you cry like an anime fan on prom night? No. Okay. That's good. Uh, but yeah, those were the three I played this week. All this stuff. Wish I had three games to play. <laughs> I'm playing one. Why do you play the Sudoku on your phone? <laughs> Sudoku on my phone. I'm a Sudoku gamer. All right, you want to take us in, Tubby, to the topic of the week? All right, topic of the week. Games, collectibles, and other stuff we regret buying. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off with Funko Pops. You guys know what Funko Pops are. It's those those little tiny plastic figures. They have the big, beady black eyes. A lot of people love them. A lot of people hate them. It depends on who you ask. Well, uh... I got into Funko Pops, and I will tell you right now, when I first got into Funko Pops, some of my purchases were not smart now that I'm looking back at it. It's weird because when I when I got into Funko Pops like a few years back, I was going through this superhero phase. I was watching shows like Gotham, Arrow, Flash. Many of them were on the CW network, and a lot of them, oh, they, they were just good. Like It was fresh to me. I, I didn't really watch these superhero shows. So I thought, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I really love these shows. I'm going to go buy Funko Pops for them. So I basically started collecting figures from each of these respective series. And then as time moved on, I kind of realized as I watched the series more, I kind of realized, you know, it's it was good in the beginning. But as the series kept, you know, they're they're, they're obviously milking the series because they keep adding more episodes and more seasons. And I, I just I just fell out of love with it. So then now I'm here stuck with 10 plus Funko Pops from these three series and I don't know what to do with them. So I, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of just, I give them away, dude. I just give them to my sister, man. Like, and I had no need for those anymore. No need, if you really add up all the money, that's like, that's probably like 50 bucks or more. Probably more. So yeah, that's definitely a regret for me. Another one, Disney Infinity. Now, a lot of you probably don't know this, but me and Noxo, we used to do a series on YouTube for Disney Infinity. Now, we would do like battles or we would explore other other people's levels. It was a series that really had an unlimited amount of amount of imagination behind it. There was a lot of user created levels, a lot of user created games. It was it was pretty great. It, it was insane. They had a lot of different uh, figure like figures and characters from uh, different franchises, different movie series. 
And me and Nakaso, we we <laughs> we have we bought a lot of them. For I'm not sure did Nakaso on during Black Friday did you did you buy some figures? Oh, of course, Toys R Us. <laughs> Toys R Us. I think they were like five dollars or something, or six or something. <laughs> they were, they were super cheap. How many? How many did you think you walked out of that store with mm, on the Black Friday sale? Like four. Four. I think I, I think I walked out like seven to ten. It's bad. It was bad. <laughs> uh, good dinosaur. I have a Funko Pop from that movie. <laughs> I mean, I said Funko Pop. Oh, gee, sorry. I mean, a Disney Infinity figure. Of good dinosaur, oh my yeah. god! Hey, at the time the movie came out and Disney Infinity, oh, you know. See, we we knew that the Toys to Life series was eventually, of course, like with any fad, it, it was eventually going to die. We just didn't think it was going to die the year that we got into it. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> hey, was it really the same year? It got, it pretty much was. Like we got in into the series right around when three was about to be released so that's when we picked it up and then we started doing a series focusing on that game and next thing you know like a year later they now announce oh we're discontinuing the services there will no longer be online for the pc that we promised all the series all this all the uh, series that we were going to do like i think they were going to do nemo at some point in lion king they com- they completely cut it off a little mermaid too, right? Yeah. Wasn't it like underwater underwater roads or something? Yeah, there there were rumors about that as well. And they kind of just cut off everything. So we're here we're just here stuck with a bunch of plastic figurines. There's no purpose to it anymore. <laughs> uh it's it's a shame because there was so much potential for that for that game. There were so many different things they could have done with it. And to kind of just see it just go out like that is kind of sad. And the combat was pretty solid for 3.0, remember? Yeah, and they did a uh, Ninja Theory. Yeah, it was right? Ninja Theory behind the combat. So, Disney Infinity three point that was like it was at its peak, like gameplay wise and just everything. The production values were definitely high for a Toys of Life game. Just we entered into the wrong time. It discontinued. Now we're stuck with it. To be fair, though, the figurines are are still nice. We still have them. It's just we kind of wish there was a purpose behind them still. <laughs> but yeah. Those are, those are mine. What about you, Nakasa? What kind of regrets do you have? Wow. I still have, uh, have some similar. Of course, we already talked about the Disney Infinity. There's not too much. Although I think I... Let's talk about that the was one reason. <laughs> yeah, that was one reason, actually. <laughs> actually, the Disney Infinity is one of the reasons I actually kind of got a Wii, besides like 3D World and Mario Kart and stuff like that. Which was really unfortunate, but you know what? You can't predict that. No one could have known that Disney Infinity would have died out so quickly, right? Yeah. Plus, the online wasn't existent on the P on the PC, so we, yeah, we, we tried to do on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, you might have a time. I didn't have a PS4 either. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was another reason we did it for the Wii U. Yeah, oh, and. Man. Uh, yeah, Disney Infinity. It's a fun adventure. Like Tubby said, I still have my figures. Um, I would love to. Would love like some of the other figures that were supposed to come out, mm-hmm. but it's it's all right. You know what? Everything has a beginning and end. That's like a uh, Skylanders, right? Isn't that dead? <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the series is dead now, but that, that lasted way longer than Disney Infinity. Yeah, it did, didn't it? 
That's for sure. Oh, man. But Disney Infinity, you know what? Maybe in the future. I, I still think the whole idea of Disney characters like in the world would mm-hmm. still make a good game. Like, I think if they still did the game series, I think people would still enjoy it. Do you think they would like sell the game like this? If they if they made a Disney Infinity 4.0 and they were to sell it, would it be like a sixty dollar game? Do you think they should follow a free to play model and gradually add on to it? Dang, free to play. You got to be careful with that word, Tubby. F two P. There's a uh, a lot of uh, surprise mechanics mm. that can introduce in that. I guess it depends on the publisher that, that gets backed. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, because that could be really good. Actually, you know, if you're earning it, I can see work. that being a pretty good model. And or they could do a full price game as well and have a lot of characters and just have like season passes because a lot of companies like that too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it there. I mean, there's some games that it, it does work for, like the mm-hmm. buying full game and then gradually add on to it. Overwatch is a good example. If not free to play. Good example would be like Path of Exile, Warframe. So mm-hmm. it's doable. You just got to make sure you do it right and basically just don't do what EA's doing. But yeah. What, what, uh, other, what, what other stuff, man, you got? <laughs> you regret? Well, <laughs> since we're uh, on the whole Disney Infinity, okay, the Wii U is 50-50. It's like I kind of regret getting it because I... Out of all the consoles I've ever owned, the Wii U is the one I played the least. Dang. A dust collector. Oh, I have it uh right here actually, right next to me. It's still it's still in my living room hooked up. Oh wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason of that is because of Mario Maker. Before the second one came out, uh... I was playing that. that. That's like my most played game on the Wii U, actually, <laughs> Mario Maker. <laughs> Oh jeez! Uh, probably, and probably not anymore, right? It's like kind of no, no reason. It's no reason now. I mean, it's still nice that they have like virtual consoles still on a Wii U, and it's that, nice that they still have certain games like Wind Waker HD until they inevitably put on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also some other good games on the Wii U. You know, as much as we joke about the Wii U. Not being good. It's, whoa, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa, whoa. When did we ever say that? I, never, uh, I think the Wii is a perfect console. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. It's, 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 oh. My, it's in my top 100 consoles. Uh, guess I'm just a hater. <laughs> well, yeah, as you're saying, like some good games. Yeah, you know, like the wonderful 101 and... Actually, Twilight what? Princess HD, I think, is on the Wii U also. Yeah. And they do have Breath of the Wild. It's on the Wii U, surprisingly. But it's also on the Switch. And yeah, it's on the Switch. But they're, and then they had like other stuff, but now they're porting a lot of stuff to Switch. So it's like, you know, it just makes the Wii U more irrelevant. With, e- with each port, the Wii U starts to lose uh, reason. There's like no purpose in owning it. Super Mario 3D World, Pikmin 3. Uh, yeah, there's still, still some solid games. So I would like, say Smash, but you know, Ultimate came out. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, a lot of games like Mario Kart and Splatoon, they already ported it over. Donkey so, Kong so. Tropical Freeze was ported over. Yeah. Pokemon mm-hmm. Tournament ported over. 
<laughs> yeah, there's there's a very like only a handful of games. You could probably count the number of games with your with one hand that are left on the Wii U having been ported over. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but at least the Wii U paved the way for the Switch. Yeah, you have to make some like a, make some sacrifices. Uh, every generation usually has like the, those setbacks, kind of like how the PS3 had to start wasn't too hot for a while, and the Xbox 360 was like the one that a lot of people, at least in my opinion, played. Especially since the PS3 was like so much at launch, that was another big issue. But these uh, these companies, they 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 learn, they learn and grow, and then they make the same make another mistake, then they do the same thing. oh my goodness but yeah that's it for me with the wii u you know what i'll go over another one kingdom hearts 3 Uh uh-oh here we go (laughs) okay Uh what do i think about this game i mean we loved it man in the beginning oh at the the beginning we we gushed about that game like like all the time we're like oh this is so much fun it's crazy and where the Hercules world and the Hercules was at the start of the first one and you know epic boss battles. Yeah. It was it was so good. It was like eating an ice cream cake, you know, when you first start, but then the more you consume the ice cream cake in that one sitting, you start to feel <laughs> sick afterwards. That's basically <laughs> what Kingdom Hearts 3 was, but you go ahead. Wait, wait, then you the story say. gets more convoluted as you go on. And then it, then they kind of cram everything in, like during the last five hours. Out of nowhere. Okay, so let let me know honestly. Do you think that the reason why we weren't so fond of the Kingdom Hearts three story was because we never played all the other games, or do you think that the story itself is just no matter how you look at it, the writing is kind of everywhere still. <laughs> Dude, even the most of the fans even joke about yeah, the story doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and there's like so many like funny videos about the story of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that is true. Okay, so if you're a hardcore person if you're a fan of kingdom hearts and you play all the games you'll probably have a better understanding maybe of all this <laughs> stuff but there's like so many weird caveats and prequels and spinoffs and then there's that one pc one that came out a long time ago or something right that had like some side stories and it wasn't like like also a concert or something that had like it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it spans like across so many different like <laughs> platforms at this point. It's insane. Oh, geez. oh my goodness. And, and, it's, and the only reason I got Kingdom Hearts 3, honestly, is because... <laughs> actually, I don't know why I got this game. I, I just got it because of Disney, man. Disney, yeah. The Disney yes, characters. Yes. Yeah, Hope, probably... Hoping to see some Star Wars in there. <laughs> yeah. That didn't turn out so well. And even though basically the, the trailers that they showed for the game was the whole game, unfortunately, there really weren't any surprises. But kind of, oh, it kind yeah. of left a strange taste in our mouth. Luckily, I didn't see all the trailers, but didn't on the back of the case, it shows like the words. <laughs> basically, you know, I, I double checked it to see for Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. They do something very similar. For, oh, okay. for those games so they, they kind of prom- that's how they promote it they basically show everything which i feel like that is not a good way to promote it i would say at least show like two or three three at the maximum yeah. but yeah, they, they showed everything man they they revealed everything if you watch the trail the e3 trailers that came out you basically saw the whole game 
it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of unfortunate. But I can, uh, it is what it is. But do you regret buying it completely? <laughs> or uh, I mean, I really did like writing those teacups. Uh, uh, I think King, I know. King Arts 3 you know I'm gonna go on a whim here I'm gonna say I do not regret buying it at all because that's one of those things that we were waiting for, we were waiting for it for so long and yeah it may not have been what we wanted <laughs> but at least we got to see like how it all turned out I mean we, we still have some pretty interesting conversations about it so I, I don't regret buying it would I buy the next entry in the series? I'm going to do my research way before I do it. <laughs> well, there's also DLC coming out. Oh, shoot. You're right. Hey, you well, going to get that DLC? I don't know. It's like I'm doing this. It's like I'm <laughs> sabotaging myself. It's like I buy it anyway. <laughs> hey, if you, if you buy it, that might be another episode of things we regret buying. Did, I feel like I'm just stuck. Well, you know, the story is done now, right? So... For the for the first main trilogy, yeah, the story is done, so they can start over again and actually like make it coherent, and which would be nice. Or just gonna retcon. <laughs> can you just Little reboot series. it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just reboot it with all this. Uh, would you play Kingdom Hearts if they rebooted it, or if they continued it? And man, this could be a whole topic. This is gonna be so. Uh, would you actually buy it if they like made it only Square Enix based stuff? Like the world ends with you, Final Fantasy, uh, Bravely Default, Tomb those Raider. type of games. Yeah, you mean like, you, like Square Enix published titles, developed titles. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be crazy. Like, would you play Kingdom Hearts there, or or would you like not because of the Disney characters? I. Well, that by itself would be its own selling point, wouldn't it? If they added mm, video game characters. That's true. So I, I would most likely buy it. I think it's still going to have the same problems, though. <laughs> if especially if it's continuing off of three, I'm going to apply. I'm going to probably buy it. You know, enjoy the cameos of the characters, and then probably at the end of it, I'm just going to regret and feel like, man, this game wasn't as good as I thought it would be. <laughs> just like the ice cream cake. <laughs> Love no, it. That's a, that's a really good analogy. Uh, ice cream cake. That's the best the way. You, you like it. It's it's pretty good. And then the more you consume it, you get sick. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, man. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3, for us, I know it's some, It's like a game that... It's a, ga- it's a game that we... we I don't know. It's a guilty pleasure. It's a, it's a game that you like, but you can't recommend to people. Because you know how bad the flaws are. And that, that's how I describe Kingdom Hearts 3 to like anyone that asks me about the game because mm-hmm. just unfortunately the fact that Disney characters is not it's not enough to really justify people to jump into the game series it just isn't it's, it's too hard man it's too tough but yeah any other things well I have, t- I have two last games both dealing with Marvel ironically Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 and Marvel vs. Cap- Capcom. Wait, those are both Capcom games, right? Capcom published? No. Marvel Ultimate Alliance? No. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just thinking Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, frick, yeah. I forgot mine. I forgot to do mine. Oh, I forgot about that. You know what, Toby? 
Go ahead. I've been talking a lot. You can go. All right. A game I regret purchasing. Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. Now, hear me out. Okay. Let's just let's just throw the facts onto the table right here. I actually bought the special edition for this game. Oh my god. <laughs> it came with like a bunch of different badges and it I mean the it was cool. You know, nice nice little sleeve for the case, badges from the, each of the different factions. I'll probably eventually have to put that on the channel one day. Uh but oh my gosh, this game. Now, okay, I need to defend myself of why I even bought this game in the first place. This game was literally announced right alongside of Resident Evil 6. And after playing Resident Evil 5, you, you enjoyed that game, right? Resident Evil 5? Yeah, I liked it when I played it in co-op. Yeah. I, I feel like it's better than a lot of people say they didn't like. It's good as a it's, co-op game. It's, yeah, it's definitely better I, as a co-op game for sure. I would not, I would not play that solo. <laughs> so I had finished playing that with like my cousins, my friends, Resident Evil 5. So when I saw Resident Evil 6, I was like, wow, they have co-op in that one too. And it has different branching story storylines. This is the same looks. This game looks really good. And then I saw Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City announced alongside of it. And if you look at both of the trailers, it looks like the gameplay is very similar. It feels very similar. So I, th- I thought it would be smart to pick up Operation Raccoon City to get a feel for what Resident Evil 6 would be like. So <laughs> I went ahead and bought the game. I pre-ordered it, paid full price. And then upon launch day, oh my goodness, this game was garbage, man. <laughs> there were so many things wrong with the game. There were so many bugs. There were so many glitches. The combat didn't didn't have like that oomph that I was looking for. Like the weapons didn't feel right. The weapon AI, the enemy AI felt like they were programmed on N64 or something. There, <laughs> there were so many issues with that game and just ah. Oh. It, and I know, and then I think upon launch, they were also having connection issues, like server wide. Like people mm-hmm. were having problems connecting with with each other. It, it was it was a disaster, man. So I kind of had a had a just from that by itself, I was kind of scared about Resident Evil Six. And uh, well, yeah, yeah, you know my opinion on Resident Evil Six. <laughs> how much was the? Do you remember how much? It's a special thing about. I, I special think it edition? was like. 70 to 80 dollars was around that range like extra Dang. extra 10 to 20 I, I think that's the number because it wasn't like a huge special edition it was like a premium you know how they have like standard premium mm-hmm. and then like the full-blown 100 150 dollar one <laughs> it was like somewhere mm-hmm. in between and in between that okay i good that, that game i still have Dang. it i don't know why i haven't traded it in yet you can't trade that in. Yeah, I gotta. It's a mark. It's it's a uh, it's a plague. I must keep it as a reminder. Never do that again. To never pre-order. But it's just like collectors. yeah, it's like coming off of. I think it was the hype of the Resident Evil Six reveal. And then oh, they no, then they showed that me. they showed it looked good. Okay, based on the trailer. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I heard a lot of stuff based on the trailers? That, that could be its own video, right? That island based on the trailer. <laughs> Oh jeez. Okay. Uh go ahead, man. <laughs> you can... Well, last two, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Quick story on Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It was a fighting game. I'm a fan of fighting games. I don't know why I still bought that, you know. Uh 
I still thought it was going to be good. I mean, just because the game looks like a mobile game and it doesn't have a lot of the uh, characters, like X-Men characters and all the other characters from the previous games, I still thought it would be good. And the story is quite questionable. But you know what I got to say? What? The combat is solid. It's one of the best, g- gameplay-wise, one of the best fighting games. <laughs> but uh, if you take away uh, the gameplay... Uh, the graphics are horrible, like I said. The story, meh. Barely any single-player content. The tutorial could be a lot better. Uh, of course, the characters not being in there. And this is, like, around the time still when Capcom is, like, in their fighting game department, they're still not, like, doing that well at all. Mm. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm glad that they are doing well in the other departments now, and they're starting to get momentum again. And hopefully, when they produce their next fighting game, it gets better. But it's, it's still sad because I was really excited to finally play like a Marvel vs. Capcom since the second one I played a long time ago on PS1. Mm-hmm. It's just really unfortunate that happened. And, you know, I, I, it was like, I think it was half of it was Capcom's fault and half of it was Disney, like with their characters and their Marvel Cinematic Universe and matching. I don't I don't know. It's like a lot of people saying one way and other people saying the next. But I think it's probably just a mix of both. Yeah. Or something like that. I think so. It's just it's really sad because I was I was really I was really hyped and I paid for sixty dollars for that game digitally. <laughs> digitally tubby. Digitally. <laughs> digitally. <laughs> you can't even sell it if you wanted to. <laughs> oh my god, why did I do that? On on what system uh, was this? PS4. Hey, if you sell your PS, I know actually it may drop the value of your PS4 if you try to sell your PS4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Marathon, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And and one that I bought a long time ago during the Xbox 360 era was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, which yeah. is really surprising since the third one just came out. The reason I didn't like the second one is because it took away some of the options that was in the first one. They added some uh, team-up stuff, which was pretty cool in the second one. But the second one felt like really dumbed down because I played that with my friend. Mm-hmm. And we both didn't enjoy it as much as the previous one. And also we played the X-Men Legends series before that, which had a lot of more RPG elements into it. The Marvel, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 went in a more combat and action oriented routes mm-hmm. so it took away a lot of those aspects from the older games and i just didn't enjoy it as much i was like a downgrade <laughs> yeah well for me it was anyway and that's the game like one of the few games i actually traded back in like after a week or two to Dang. gamestop yeah Did you buy that thing full price oh uh, yes Dang! you tried the gamestop they probably give you like one dollar I don't know. It was back when I was still, <laughs> I was still, like, I was at the end of my trade-happy life when I would, like, tra- it's like back then when I was, how long was that? That was, like, a long time ago. Shoot. That was eons ago. That was, like, before um, I also had, like, more money. I didn't have a lot of money back then. Ah. Uh. So, like, when I got those games, I couldn't really, <laughs> I mean... Would you have traded in now? 
Or would you have kept that game? No, I would have kept it now. Like, yeah. I keep my games now. That could be a video on its own, right? Games we regret trading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a ton of games. Oh, me too. That one I can contribute. But... Oh my goodness. But yeah, those were all of my regrets that I can remember. Uh, at least when it comes to... Well, no, there's like more with consoles, but it would have went on for so, so much longer. And if we ever decide to do an episode, I would rather save some of the really good ones. There's some really questionable trades that I regret doing back then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all, we all have those, uh, those regrets. I know Genji has a lot. He's a lot of regrets too. Dang. One of our, you know one of our friends. You should I get him right. on one of these. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That, that's why uh, you see him buying a lot of different <laughs> games nowadays because he's, he's trying to essentially rebuy his childhood back. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds really dark. <laughs> I mean, I, I, do, I did the same thing. I, I re, that's why I got that that one game, Tekken the Juju Challenge. That could be a, be a video on itself too. But yeah, I think that's it. We're approaching the hour mark here. All right, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast or had a lot of fun, let us know. Let us know. Give us some feedback if you are enjoying this podcast and what we can improve upon. Because this is like really different from like what we're used to with YouTube in terms of like mostly going with audio. That's true. <laughs> and not having to, and like not having to worry about like video or like whatever. So yeah, yeah. So feedback would be really appreciated. You can leave that ratings on the app store and a ios store wherever you're listening from mm -hmm. this is coming across to you on the ios on google play we got stitcher we got even spotify we're going Ooh. everywhere oh baby mm -hmm. good and if you're familiar with unboxings or if you're not familiar with unboxings you know what tubby mora does some pretty good <laughs> unboxings those are unboxings, right? <laughs> I, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to check out uh, my channel, The Tubby Sandwich, for quote-unquote video game unboxings. I feel like to listen to some good music. and like to see what uh, what actual game packaging looked like back in the day. Definitely go check it out. And if you want to see any indie and Nintendo content, feel free to check me out on Now That's Gaming on YouTube. Until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening and take care. Yeah. Take care, everybody.